0: Merry Christmas. Merry post Christmas. Happy solstice. Happy post post solstice. Happy Kwanzaa. Happy 12 days. Um, Very late. Happy Hanukkah. And uh, it's time to get ready for the new year. Hello, sweetie darlings. This is T. You're listening to Burning Tarot. And these squeaky sounds you hear, and the scrapey sounds—that's <coughs> me stomping my way through the snow. We've got a good foot and a half or so on the ground here, maybe more. I don't really know. I am out in the beautiful pine forest, and. I'm already winded from walking this way listen to that <laughs> it feels really good it feels great to be out here i'm just out of shape because i've had this knee injury for i don't know six weeks or so but today knock on a pine tree it's all going well and i do hope you had good holidays one thing about the holidays whichever ones you celebrate or choose not to at this time of year, um, they tend to be fraught. There, There is the urge to get together and come together and to either be with family or be very aware that we are not being with family. Um, there's a lot of You know, it's the darkest time of the year, right? Our last Burning Tarot podcast was about the solstice lead up. And we pulled a card that's about really experiencing grief. And maybe enough grief that we eventually can let go of some things that are hanging on to us. Five of cups, that was. So, it's an interesting time of year, huh? For a lot of us, now that the Christmas part is over, there is New Year's to come, and that might be a fun idea, or it might bring more stress. kind of depends on how you usually do New Year's Eve, whether the idea of a New Year seems significant to you. You might prefer the astrological New Year, kind of the pagan New Year in March with the equinox. You might celebrate Chinese New Year, which is not right now. But our American culture is full of January 1 vibes. And for a lot of us, this time of year is a time of reckoning, a time of considering what the whole last year has been about in a... um, freelance writers group that I'm part of every year at this time everybody uh, posts a summation of their previous year and the place that we do that, the, the topic prompt is the good, the bad and the ugly so we get in there and think about what went on in 2021 and maybe we allow ourselves to articulate hopes for 2022. So that's a fun fun. It's an interesting activity. And it can be really productive. So I asked the tarot today what we can think about as we ramp up to our New Year's Eve and New Year, January 2022. What's a way of approaching this time? Our solstice card encouraged us to feel our feelings, even the tough ones. And to actually process them, do something with them, be with them. Perhaps lay them down on the Yule log and burn them in the fire. Put them in the middle of the labyrinth, for those of us doing a labyrinth walk on solstice. So, here comes yet another, you know, Important holiday moment. You're hearing zippers and velcros. That's my jagged, because I want to bring this card out. We are using the Smith Rider or Rider Wait Smith RWS, however you want, whatever you want to call it. Um, the kind of classic early 20th century tarot deck, illustrated by Pamela Coleman Smith, aka Pixie getting classic for this moment. And so, our New Year card. it's the star. What a beautiful card. You've probably seen the star before, and I will certainly give you a picture of it here on Burning Tarot Land. I'll put it in the email too. Um, There we go. Beautiful. So what we see is a naked woman kneeling at a pond or lake or calm river. She has one foot kind of in the water, but only very shallowly. And her other foot is on the earth, and she's leaning on that knee. The great green earth. She has yellow hair. She has Caucasian person skin. She carries two pitchers full of water. In one of them, she seems to be dipping into that great well... Of the collective unconscious or of the great well of emotion whatever you want to have that deep body of water represent she's dipping in and grabbing water and then pouring the water back in this might remind you of the temperance card a bit and in her left hand the pitcher is spilling out that same water onto the ground, onto the normal earth, the great green earth. Behind her, there's a funny little tree. I think it looks funny. It is a light, kind of a night or twilight, but it seems cheerful. And there's a little tree that you can see. There's a funny little bird atop the tree, red, and it is an ibis. A bird that uh, is said to represent the Egyptian god Toth, or Thoth. Behind all that is a blue sky, presumed nighttime, and yet sort of light-colored. And there are eight stars. And they are all... Uh, Eight pointed stars. Mostly in these decks, you'll see a lot of five pointed stars. These are eight pointed stars, and one of them is quite huge for this time of year. It's very yellow and shiny. You could imagine this would be the kind of star that would lead the wise men to a manger in the Christian Christmas story. So, there we go. And the card itself is number 17 in the Major Arcana. This is an awesome card. Let's just get that part over with. (laughs) There are some older traditions in which the star is somehow not a good card, but I think they're much older. Um, If you see this illustration, you just get filled with this sense of like, Ah, which is pretty much how I feel in this beautiful forest right now. I am so happy to be mobile, to be able to walk, make these squeaky walking sounds for you. I'm so delighted to be surrounded by the snow that hides the, you know, maybe scrappier, murkier parts of the forest floor. So all you can see is the pretty parts up top the trees themselves and the few mandanita that the forest service has left us this round. It's gorgeous. And there are lots of whitish and grayish and taupe clouds, stratus clouds, it looks like, just sort of painted across the sky. And you can see them in the light of a very far away, very angled, dim winter sun. And I get a feeling of, ah, ah, the universe. Ah, the forest. Ah, the trees and the deer and the manzanita and the squirrels. And this card, when I look at it, I look at her, the star, I also feel, ah. So if you're someplace where you can do it, you can just take a moment right now, take in a deep breath, and sigh out a big fat, ah, let's do it again, breathe deeply into your belly, maybe make it a louder one if you can do that, let's do one more this time hold your arms out wide as though you are about to take a huge bow on an enormous stage where everyone is clapping for you or as though you are about to embrace the biggest fuzziest furriest happiest creature you've ever seen hands out wide arms out wide The star is that welcoming of experience. She is calm. She is lovely. She is focused. She is willing to be with the starlight and let it shine on her. She is willing to, she is enjoying I think, dipping into the depths of her own and everyone else's emotion into the kind of watery woo that surrounds us that's underneath us that's underneath this kind of humanity game that we play where we have money and we have social norms and we have words and art and there's part of her that says well that's all great and whatever but let's scoop up some unconscious water let's scoop up some deep ancestral you know, pre verbal stuff. And let's look at it. Let's pour it onto the material, practical, everyday earth. Let's pour some of it back into the ancestral, unconscious pool. So she's kind of balanced that way, too. She is naked, she's not afraid to be her own human self. She has moved a bit beyond shame and hiding, clothes and fig leaves. She is simply her bold, natural self. Now that ibis in the background, representing Toth, Toth or Thoth represents human art and language particularly um the magic that is making words the magic that is making magic and ritual the magic of poetry music theater so this card lets us know that um this unconscious dipping into the pool thing is essential for our creative development, our artistic development, our ability to communicate whatever it is that's important to us. And and it lets us know that that part of us, that kind of uh, very human, communicating, expressing part of us, it, it wants us to dip into the deeper waters. It knows that we're ready it's kind of keeping watch, but it's also it's taking inspiration from what we're doing. It's looking over our shoulder a little bit. It's ready to take our message, but not before the message is ready and fly it off out into the world. The stars are sending down their blessings. The stars are saying this moment is holy. This moment is blessed. This moment is the one in which we can choose to go kind of deeper, to let the sparkles land on our naked shoulders, and to calmly, without fear, draw from our deeper well. Um, I think of um, Rachel Pollack and her book, 78 Degrees of Wisdom. It's a tarot book and i don't necessarily agree with everything about her approach or anything but um it's a good book as i recall and recently i was reading about the tower in there and in rachel pollack's view the tower one of the main points of the tower is a great release of energy so we pulled the tower card it implies that You know, chaos and stuff like that might be going down. And there is a great release of energy, as in an earthquake, right? And the star card is the card in the major arcana that follows the tower. Numerically, it's the next one along. So the idea is that our star woman here is able to be calm is able to do her thing with these pictures of emotional and soul water. Because the energy was already released in the tower, the weird, confusing, shitty, chaotic stuff had to happen to get us to the point where we could kind of find our chill self, find the part that can be calm about our deeper waters about deeper matters that may not always be super happy, even though this is an awesome card. It's not saying, yeah, everything's great this week. It's saying, well, we know how to do this. And some, uh, some of the more cranked up, crazy ass negative energies that have been following us for a while got released in the last 10 days, two weeks. We didn't pull the tower card at that time. But reading the Major Arcana journey, this would suggest, okay, we're at a point of readiness. The word enlightenment is really um, problematic. (laughs) So is the word awakening. But they can be associated with this card, with the star. Calmly, you know, with equanimity, greeting both change and tradition. We're able to do that. So this is, I think, really marvelous. This is really what we need right now. I'm happy to see it. And a way of thinking about the new year, a way of having something sparkly and shiny yet deep in front of me when I sit down, like my uh, freelance writers group I mentioned, byliners, um, when I sit down to assess 2021. Part of me is just going to be writing down a list of really cruddy things about my freelance writing career. Because <laughs> it was a terrible year for me. I, um, those of you who follow Burning Tarot know that uh, I had a giant bipolar breakdown episode this year. This was not conducive to work. But for me as I write about that, I think it's going to be quite encouraging to have this star image in front of me. This tells me what I've learned from all that or what I potentially could learn. It tells me where I can go with it next. Doesn't mean 2022 is going to be a party. Woohoo, everything's fine. COVID goes away. All those strange changes that happened in your life since COVID started. Those ruptures and breaks, difficulties, are they all just gonna disappear? You know, probably not. But some of that was releasing energy that maybe needed to be released, just like in an earthquake. Kaboom, the plates of the earth shift. The star helps me understand that there's a there is a period of calm and beauty. To follow, And that it starts now. And it starts with my attitude. I need to get naked. I need to be real. I need to stand under the starlight. It's kind of cold out, so I'm probably not literally going to be naked under the starlight in the snow when it's seven degrees out tonight. That would be pretty funny. Maybe I'll do it for like three seconds. Um, but that attitude of removing shame, removing coverings, being uh, just our natural, animalistic human selves. I think that's a lovely image. And as I think about um, resolutions or changes for the new year, for me, I do have a um, kind of a program dietary change thing i'm going to do in january excited about that and i love the idea of starting that with the star on my side and with my star self really activated that i'm just drawing water from a deep pool and we all draw from that deep pool we're all connected it's the woo and yet it's also our our ancestry our literal connection to each other the pool of DNA from which we draw. The, um, the murky swamp that was the ocean from which we evolved, if you believe in that sort of thing, and I generally do. You know, it's a wonderful thing. So let's all remember to, um, to dip into it and to return something to it. She is pouring water back in there. She's giving emotion and love and curiosity. To this exchange so it's also a good reminder to connect with our ancestors and with our own history and um, take of our emotion and our soulfulness and share it with the historical past share it with the pool of ancestry from which we came acknowledge that maybe thank our ancestors So there you go, you guys. And I use the word guys in the Generation X sense of the word, meaning anybody of all genders. If you are younger and are in a generation that thinks that guy means male, I invite you to set that supposition aside just during this podcast. Words mean different things to different generations. By the way, I have appreciated receiving uh, emails from you guys. You guys of various genders and ages who write to me and tell me how the podcast is resonating with you, how our readings are doing, and you ask interesting questions, which I appreciate. Some people share synchronicities with me. Um, So if you would like to give me a little feedback or just tell me what's going on, I really love it. And we do that by email, burningtarot at gmail.com. And please keep it to just like one little paragraph because um, that's about all I can handle. Um, also, there was a sale, a very serious sale on the one-card draw readings. And I've, um, I've come to understand that because the sale was so short, some of you hadn't even listened to the podcast that had that secret information about the sale in it until the sale was over. So I will be putting that sale back up. And all you have to do is go to com slash shop. That's S-H-O-P-P-E. And I'm just going to leave it in there as a regular item. No special code. So it'll say... um, sale one card draw $20 and you can buy a few of those that you can use throughout the upcoming year but please don't go over five um, because I can't afford to do that (laughs) but you can buy a couple and then just you know in July you want a reading okay I'll draw the card for you so I'll put that back up Um, if you have questions about that you can email me about that too All right. Enjoy your star-filled, snow-filled, twinkling, watery, naked New Year. Bye-bye.